Hey, on your seat were these little invite cards. As you heard, Christmas Eve Eve is one of the biggest days of the year around here. We'd love for you to use these cards. That has all the information on it, December 23rd at 7 and 9 p.m. If you have children and you need to get them in bed at a normal time, come at 7. It's a little more crowded. And if you uh, don't perhaps have children and you wouldn't mind, try to come at 9 p.m. where we often have a little bit more seats and that sort of thing. Hey, guys, welcome to the stage. Tell everybody who we have up here. This is Sam and Ben Tempe. Um, they've been here for, um, gosh, a couple of years, two, three years now. Um, and uh, it has been a privilege to get to know them. I, uh, especially Sam, she and I have had a lot of conversations over the last year. And so this is really cool to, uh, to see. Yeah, they're going to share with you some of their story, and uh, their story's not in the message notes, but while they're talking, we have a few points to make. So if you want to get this out, you'll be prepared to take a few notes as we uh, not just share their story, but we talk about how the same God that's been at work in their lives wants to work in our lives. And I'm calling our session today kind of Christmas joy. Um, what we're discovering around here is, is that when we follow God all the way with our lives, uh, a remarkable thing happens. There's a deep joy that begins to be a part of who we are. This is one of the things that, that motivated our Heavenly Father to send Jesus to the earth at Christmas, uh, this time that we're celebrating, is, is that He loves us, He wants the best for us. A song we sing around here is the song, Good, Good Father. He's very good, He's never thought a bad thing about us, and what He wants to accomplish in our life is not just simple fleeting happiness moments, but a deep joy that can override no matter what season of life uh, we're in. So guys, um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the stage. I like to give everybody a little bit of an update about who you are. So tell us a little bit about uh, your walk of faith and how you ended up at 4C uh, back, I guess, in 2013, right? Hold that microphone up nice and close. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the journey started back in 2013. Um, you know, up until then, I had always just kind of lived my life, um, you know, believing that I could make any mistakes that I wanted to. But as long as I just turned back to God and asked for forgiveness, um, you know, everything was okay there in the end. So, but in 2013, things kind of came crashing down. Um, Sam ended up calling off the wedding um, based on some of my choices. Um, and that kind of just sent me into a downward spiral. Um, luckily that year, my mother invited me here um, to Four Corners on Mother's Day. What son can say no to their mom on Mother's Day? Not a good son. <laughs> so, no. So the obvious answer was, uh, you know, sure, I'll come. Um, just doing so to make her happy, really. Um, but that day, Pastor Ben, us sharing the name Ben, you know, you inserted your name into a prayer. And I just really felt that day that, um, you know, that was God inserting my name in that prayer. And um, from that day, I, I just knew that this was my church home and, and that this was where God was calling me. You know, I remember that um, because it was just in a few weeks you and I chatted and you said, you know, you, you were praying and you prayed for yourself by name and then you heard the Lord speaking to you. Before we go on, I want to hear a little bit of your story if you don't mind, but uh, Ben, I thought it was very interesting because it is true that if you make mistakes, confess them to the Lord, you're fine. But what's not true is that if you're fine with God, everything goes easy in your life. Because sometimes the natural consequences of our choices have penalties that we pay, right? Or rewards. I mean, the consequences come. And so you had received forgiveness from the Lord, but you had created some real chaos in your life. Now, now Sam, a little bit of, about you. How, a little bit of your journey with the Lord and a little bit of how you ended up here as well. Um, I was raised in church as well. Um, and then when I went to college, I kind of drifted away and only came on breaks or summer. 
Um, and then that next weekend, when we were broken up, Ben invited me here. Um, it was his last-ditch effort to get you right, back. And it worked. Yeah. <laughs> so I came with him, and it spoke to me as well. And I, we've been coming ever since. Um, but we kind of grew stagnant in our faith over the years until um, this past year with everything that's happened. So the last couple of years have been a little challenging. And so you're in church doing thing, and, and I like to joke with people that when you show up at 4C, everything gets perfect instantly, right? And of course not. No. This is a place for imperfect people. All of us are on a journey. We all have a lot of growing to do. And um, if you'll let me, I want to give you the first blank for your message notes, because you're going to hear this story here. The first blank is this, is that partnership is powerful. Partnership is powerful. And in the uh, letter to the Philippi church... Paul writes these words in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5. He says, I thank my God every time I remember you. And all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Partnership is powerful. And what's going to happen, you're going to hear in their lives, is a deep partnership between what the Lord wanted to do for them, this church environment that was ready and available because of amazing people here, to be present when they needed it. And um, it's a backdoor approach for me to just one more time say thank you to you. Thank you for being a church that understands that partnership is powerful. And when people are ready and faithful and do the thing day in, day out, week in, week out, when people show up with needs, we're available to be there in a moment. So would you mind to take us through a couple of the challenges that you guys have been through, um, kind of personally in your marriage, as well as just some health stuff that really got your attention in a big way? Sure. So um, back in May, so it's really just been the past eight months um, when, when everything started happening. But in May, our house was struck by lightning, um, totally um, kind of just decimated the electrical system, and we had to be displaced into an apartment. Um, so at the time, you know, we're trying to cope, and we just think that our world is being turned upside down. Um, but little did we know that it was really just the beginning. Um, so real quickly so like sure. stuff got destroyed there's financial impact you're having to move all that stuff right away oh yeah you have a baby yes that okay. that's what made it difficult we went from our you know home that we love to a small two-bedroom apartment that was just nowhere near what we needed but yeah it was definitely sufficient and life got complicated it's that's amazing how absolutely. one or two things that in and of themselves don't sound that big until you start living it out and then all of a sudden you're at a complicated level, the margins are gone, joy begins to drop down. Yeah, what happened next? So then in June, um, we got a call from my parents who were watching Jack at the time, um, and they were just very concerned, and they said that one of his bottom teeth had fallen out. Um, so we rush home from work, um, you know, find the closest pediatric dentist that was had an opening and got him in there so we're talking with the dentist um, kind of explain some of the things that have been going on um, we did inform her that a few weeks prior to this he had fallen out of his high chair um, and she kind of just took that as the reasoning you know maybe he bumped his tooth loosened some things and this was just kind of it falling out um, but thank God for my wife here. Um, she, she's a nurse, and she definitely did not take that as the answer. Um, she kept asking more questions and just wanted um, some more clarity on everything. Um, so as we were walking out, 
the doctor was like, There's, there is one thing that's still on the table. Um, there is a rare condition. Um, it's very rare. But um, I can't rule that out unless we had some further testing done. Um, clearly, as soon as my wife heard that, we're off to uh, Children's Hospital to get these labs drawn <laughs> and uh, this further testing done. And um, at that point, it was just a waiting game. Um, it was very tough. You know, we, we were kind of trying to rely on the fact that she said it was very rare. Um, she's been in practice for 30 or 40 years and has only seen one case. So uh, that's kind of the positivity I was trying to bring, that it's probably not that. Um, but then in July, we, got, we did get the fateful call um, that our son Jack does have a genetic disease. Sorry. It's okay. You know, nothing to grip the heart of a parent like something going on with their children, right? And so while this is going on with them, I remember seeing on the Connect card the prayer request, hey, our life's kind of upside down. We had this lightning strike. And so we're praying about the circumstances around life, housing and comfort and finances, which is a big deal. But then we started hearing about this, and um, our hearts were softened and broken by uh, you know, some parents who, everybody in the room who has a kid, who loves a kid, who's an aunt and her uncle, um, you know, you can relate to the fact that when you get this kind of news, uh, you not only don't want it, you want to do whatever you can to change it. And you guys couldn't, by the sheer force of your will, change this, change this situation. Would you mind to pass the mic? I just want to say, how are you feeling? So how are you, at this point, what's going on through your mind? Um, at first, I was, well, I was in shock. Um, because just like you said, any mother or parent, that's your biggest fear, is that something's wrong with your child who's innocent and perfect. Um, and I was really angry with God initially, and I blamed him for not stopping it, and why Jack and why us, especially you know with ev everything else going on. Um, and I kind of just shut down because um, I couldn't deal with it. And... Um, my faith was definitely under attack. I wanted to, I didn't want to come to church. I didn't want to talk about it. Um, but I think the only reason I didn't totally quit coming and lose my faith in God is because of Ben. Um, he was the glimmer of hope I needed. He was ready to tackle whatever we needed to do. Um, he had his faith the whole time and was just the positive light I needed during this really dark time, so... I know that um, you guys have done a lot of chatting. You're, you, you were up close and personal through this season. Mm -hmm. um, what are you observing and paying attention to in this time? Well, as we talked a lot about it, and she was very angry and, um, and was confused and almost resentful that he at times, and I hope you don't mind I say it, but that he was so strong and so full of faith. And she's like, I don't understand how he can be like this, and I'm not. And instead of really making your marriage stronger, it started to even the marriage started to have um, a lot of issues. And um, you're trying to hold on and figuring out how you're going to cope and and she's confused and upset how he's coping and it's it it was just sort of another another 
turn in that spiral that, that was happening with them. Yeah, and you know, some of you who are married or you've dated, you know how it is. You're upset. Your spouse or your significant other needs to be upset too. And if they don't match your emotion, you're like, what's going on? You're not relating to me. You're not getting it, right? Right. So um, what was this, what, what is the situation that, that, that Jack has and what was on the line? I mean, so what were you ultimately worried about? So the, the condition he has is called hypophosphatasia. Um, it is a rare genetic um, bone disorder where his body cannot convert the calcium that he intakes into bone. Um, so his bones were just not as strong as they should be. Um, and um, it, it caused some issues where, uh, you know, he, he was not able to walk at the time. Um, but really through that season, I, I, I think, um, you know, I was having this, the same struggles and it was hard to, to be the one to try to be faithful and strong. Um, but I think I could just see it in Sam at the time that, that I definitely had to try to be the backbone. Um, and I mean, I had my different ways of coping. Um, I did unfortunately return to some previous addictions in my life um, that were not healthy for the relationship. And um, I'll never forget, there was one week, uh, Pastor Ben, you were actually out on vacation, and uh, Pastor Will gave the sermon. And at the end of it, he just turned to the audience and asked, you know, what is your Goliath? And it was right at that moment, um, there was no second thought. I, I knew exactly what my Goliath was. And... Um, I mean, I would just go on walks. I, I battled with that the entire following week. And I would just literally look up to the skies, you know, yelling at God, why, why us, why me? You know, how come when I know it's wrong, I still do it? And uh, just, you know, I, I tried for years to quit for myself. I tried to quit for Sam. I tried to quit for Jack. And none of it worked. And, and one day I just, you know, broke down and, you know, just admit it to him. I, I can't do this on my own. I, I really need you to take this from me. And I mean, it was only um, by the grace of the Holy Spirit and God that that, that was taken from me. Um, and so that was how I remained faithful through all of this was that I saw that that was a miracle in my life. I mean, I had fought with these addictions since high school. And to know that he could just lift that from me um, was pretty amazing. And Sam would ask me all the time, how are you being strong and how are you being faithful? And I was just so ashamed of the choices that I made that I could not be honest with her. And um, You're doing a remarkable job being honest up here. In fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of blown away by the level of uh, vulnerability and transparency here. And sure. um, it warms my heart to know that we have a church family that when people share their stories like this, it's not condemnation, it's not um, retribution, it's we can relate and we all have stories. I mean, your details are different than mine, but I know what it is to struggle and everybody in this room does. And what's interesting is you're describing a situation that's almost like a perfect storm. Right. I mean, you've got displacement from your home, sickness with your kid, marriage issues that are manifesting, little secret life on the side, right? And little anger and bitterness and like, and projecting and just all kinds of, this is complicated. 
This is very eight months. Very this is the last eight months. The last eight months. Wow. It's very. You must be tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, very, very complicated. But you begin to see the Lord show up. You you felt an empowerment to confront your addiction head on, and begin to see forward motion there. Um, how are some other ways that the Lord began to show up? So, I mean, definitely, um, I think first and foremost, we just have to give praise to God um, for um, Jack, who is now walking. Um, he's been on this medication for three months. Um, and when we first sat down with doctors and started on this uh, medication, uh, they were kind of telling us a six-month timeline as being optimistic. So the fact that we're three months in and he's already walking and running and just crazy as can be. He, he was in here in the office the other day. You yeah. guys were kind of going through stuff. and Tell everybody what you saw. Oh, he's just so cute. And he was he's so full of energy and so full of joy. And, and I know as a mom, when your kids start to walk, before the fear of, oh, no, now they're going to be fast sets in, um, we're all super excited. Um, but for them, I remember that. And it was such a moment, especially for both of you, but I remember talking to you about it, and it wasn't just a matter of him walking and being excited. It was it was the glimmer of hope that you needed that you have been begging God for over the last few months, and it came through in the in, in your child walking. I just still remember that. It was so special. That's so cool. We came in the, uh, the office the other day, and I was uh, a little bit late to our conversation, and Jack was <laughs> running around, and if there was any indication he had any challenges, it wasn't mm -mm. visible at that moment, right? Not at all. Where else did you see the Lord showing up? Well, on top of it, Bendit, he lost his job. Um, oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. A month ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, that. that yeah, that was, <laughs> no. <laughs> Which was actually kind of a blessing for all of us, and I think maybe for you, because if you haven't been back in our kids' space um, and in the lobby with that nice yurt that's gone up in the side, yeah. um, we are in full construction mode, and we had a lot of demolition to do. And so um, right about that time, I think you said you had called Ben first and said, hey, I lost my job, and we're like, hey. hey. So uh, you got some time on I'm really, your I'm really sad for you. Sorry. I've got a lot of work to do. Would you like to come help? So, and yeah. you said? And, and I mean, I gladly accepted. This was, uh, you know, that's, this was just another blessing from God. I was, you know, with the culmination of the past eight months, there was definitely some uh, pent-up anger that uh, I was just able to take out on some walls. And <laughs> Thousands of pounds of cement. So it was great. Yeah, you made a lot of noise as long as... Uh, it, you you yeah. did, yeah, yeah, you did. Great work. Build up three cement dumpsters and, yeah. So what are some other ways the Lord showed up? Um, well, during... Um, everything going on, I decided I was going to make a job change because I just needed a fresh start. Um, Chaos, man. Just yeah. keep pouring it on. So. And I called Melissa about this one as well. Um, and um, they offered me a raise before I left, but I just felt like I needed to, to change. Um, but when I did, my old job was on my heart every day, and I realized that God's work there wasn't done, not so much of my work, um, I was thinking about myself and not what he wanted to use my life for. So I ended up going back, um, and my raise was double what I thought. That was which, like two weeks before he lost his yeah, job. Which I now, now looking back, like that's just a, such a huge blessing for us with what we're going through, not knowing he was going to lose his job as well. And then um, I started... Um, a women's group with some of my closest friends that I feel like God's been showing up there. I've grown as a mother and a wife and a Christian as well. 
So you started really pursuing your faith, pressing in, depending on the Lord more, because you really didn't have many other options. Right. And here's the awesome thing about the Lord. He's okay with that. He's okay with us getting to the end of our rope, you know, not being able to control it and going, all right, God, I guess I have to turn to you. I'm not suggesting that's the absolute best path, but it is a path he'll accept and honor. So let me give you the second point in your message notes, all right? So God can't give you peace and happiness apart from himself because there is no such thing. So sometimes we pray about the circumstances in our life, and that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. But God can't give you the deep longing of your heart without giving you himself. So he's not just interested in the circumstances. He's interested in you and him. And he'll use the circumstances to pull you to him. I, I think that's what happened here. Um, you guys are on a development path that the Lord has you on. Probably not one you would have chosen. Mine is not the one I would choose. I would rather him deposit all the stuff he wants for me without me having to work and press through and grow and learn and confront myself. But that's not my path. Yours is your path. And God shows us that it's not about the details only. It's really, really about him. So if you look at, first, or at Philippians chapter 1, and this is my prayer, that you, your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth and insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. That God is growing this thing in us over time and he's purifying, he's developing us. And that brings me to my third point while you have your pen in your hand. Development, not perfection, is God's priority. This is God's priority. And churches do it best when they remember that development, not perfection, is God's priority. God wants us to grow. He wants you to grow. If you're going through stuff right now, his goal for you is to develop you through it, to grow you through it. This is not wasted. None of your challenges are wasted. They're all for your good. And the Bible tells us that God will work all things for our good. So again, in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, that we're confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ. So God is working in you. We're what would you like to tell us about now? Kind of where are you now and what's going on? Um, well, like he said, Jack's walking, so that's been a huge success. Um, and we're serving now here every other Sunday. Um, so we've kind of started digging our ditches, like you mentioned to yes. me that day I called you, the story of Elisha. Um, and we're just leaning in 100% and just preparing for God's blessings for us. Tell everybody about the digging the ditches because it's a good picture from an Old Testament story. What, what's that about? So back, um, back in the story of Elisha, um, there had been a drought and it was significant. It was long. It had been there for a long time. And, and so he tells them uh, to go, all the people to go out and start digging ditches. That's going to rain, start digging ditches. And people get out and they're out all night and they're digging not just a ditch, but they're digging ditches, um, not to carry the water, carry into, the the water into the fields. And so um, they just obeyed and they just did it because they believed him that God had said, dig the ditches, the rain is coming. And sure enough, um, the rain came down, but they had to believe um, that God was going to come through like he said he would in order uh, to kind of motivate themselves to get those ditches dug. So. They, they did the stuff without right. any promise of rain, just right. to hope. Just and to when hope. they did, they got ready to receive God's blessing. And what I love too is you had mentioned that you got, you started a group uh, of women that got together, but at the same time you were in one, and uh, and they were kind of holding you up through this time when you said, "This is my Goliath." You needed people to encourage you and pray for you and hold you accountable. So I love that they took that step together, both of them. Um, 
took that next step in that time. So Ben, where's your heart today? What are you thinking? So um, I think one of the biggest things that God has shown me through all of this, um, as I just mentioned previously with, with some of the addictions that I battled, um, that, that self-control is a, a major thing. Um, and generally that comes from either, you know, your conscious or the Holy Spirit urging you to do the right thing. Um, and really what I found through all of this is it seems like the Holy Spirit will never call you to something easy. Um, if they called you to something easy, you would be able to do it on your own power. Um, but the Holy Spirit is going to call you to something where it forces you to rely on God. I mean, with everything we faced, I mean, I don't know how we're getting through just being up here today, um, sharing our story. I mean, you know, we can't do this on our own. So um, that's been something really major. And I, I think just with getting involved here with the construction, um, I've tried to just um, become less selfish through all of this. Um, I, I've changed my daily prayer from kind of, you know, God, we please come work in my life to God, how can I let my life work for you? And just changing those few words around um, really seems to be making some drastic changes here in my life. That's really incredible. Sam, I'm going to ask you the same question. Where do you feel like your heart is with the Lord? But let me give you guys the last blank there in your message notes. Um, two big things. Depending on your personality, you focus on one or the other, but they're both true. God's work is both in us and it's through us. So for some of you, you need to hear that God wants to do a work in you today. He does. And for others of you, you need to, like, like where Ben is, is he's understanding in fresh ways that God wants to work through him. And those two things work in cooperation. God works in you. He relights the fire. He gives you hope beyond all reasonable hope. And that's in you. And at the same time, it motivates and it gives you a sense of your place in the world and how God wants to give every one of us a role to play in bringing about his good purposes in this world. It's it's a really, really big deal to see this dynamic, that God's work is both in you and through you. And he doesn't just want to touch the circumstances, he wants to get up close and personal to you. So Sam, what's been going on in your life and where's kind of your heart with God these days? Um, well, our marriage has definitely um, been impacted by this. Um, we were kind of were doing life parallel next to each other and now I feel like we're seeking God together. Um, which has been huge in our marriage because that had been a problem for a long time. Um, and he has taught me the hard way that I'm not in control. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took a couple times. <laughs> um, but I think that's huge for me because I've kind of let go and let God, and I struggle with it every day. Um, but it's def definitely freeing once yeah. you can do that. So can I press on one small issue? I've got a minute or two. When... When Ben finally came clean with where he was with his addiction and his failures, but his heart as well, um, how did that impact you? I didn't know to be mad or happy. I was both. Um, that he had the courage and boldness to come to me was huge. I just, I was amazed by that, that he was vulnerable and had his raw emotions. Um, and I think um, that allowed me to have the grace he needed um, I was really upset and hurt and trust was violated, but I just had grace towards him and we're still working through that, but very thankful. It, it's incredible what that kind of vulnerability and honesty will do. 
One of the things I'm excited for you guys about today, in just a moment, Melissa's going to lead us in a prayer for you guys, so be thinking about how we can pray for you, all right? But one of the things I'm most excited for you about today is the Bible indicates in the book of Revelation, and, but I think it's applicable broadly, that we're made overcomers by the word of our testimony. And so here you guys have shared powerfully and vulnerably, and I'm grateful for the gift of your story today. Thanks for sharing with us. It means the world to me that you would do that. And I know that there are folks in the audience whose details are different, but they know what it is to be rained on, and they're being rained on in a season of time right now at the holidays when it's supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year, but it's not for them. And my hope is that the Lord would use your story to encourage them. But the other cool thing that's going to happen is God's going to use your telling of your story today to build your faith and encourage you. And so how would you, in just a few moments, tell us how to pray for you? Um, I think definitely just... Uh me personally with, with the addictions that I've battled. Um, like I said, God God took them in this season, but troubles are going to come. It's not like we went through a year of hell and now we get a free pass forever. So troubles are going to arise, and that's generally when I run back to those things. So, so um, vigilance yes. and, and faithfulness to stick with your commitments. Absolutely. H- how about for you, Sam? Um, I would say um, just for my daily struggles with the Jack situation, um, just knowing that God has this and has his hand on our family um, and for Jack, and because this is a lifelong thing that we'll be dealing with, so yeah, just for his hand on him. Melissa, would you lead all of us, the congregation, in a prayer for them? I would. First, can I just draw mention to their shirts? Yeah. So they're getting baptized second service. <laughs> Woo! So we're super excited about that, and I would love to pray. I would love to pray. Am I praying for just Sam or for both? Okay. (laughs) Father, we just um, lift up Sam and Ben to you right now. We're so grateful um, that you love them so much. God, we thank you that you brought them here. We thank you for the partnership that exists between people here at this church and this amazing family. We thank you that you give us um, people to do life with, to grow with, to encourage us to pray with. God, we just uh, lift up Ben to you, and we ask you, God, to make him strong, make him vigilant. God, put a hedge of protection around him and his heart. And, Lord, when those hard times come, God, we just ask you that you would give him supernatural strength and willpower to be able to fight them off. Lord, keep Sam and Jack in the center of his life and the center of his heart and help him to focus on you and on them. And, God, we just lift up Jack to you. We thank you so much. We praise you. For the, um, for the progress he's made, the, the fact that he can walk and he can run and he can play. And God, we just ask you to heal him and to keep him safe. And Lord, that this disease would not impact him for his life. God, we just ask you for that. And for Sam, Lord, I just um, I thank you for her heart as a mother, for her heart as a wife. And Lord, I just ask you right now to um, protect her heart from bitterness, from anger, from um, the need to control God, I just ask you that you would soften them together, that you would, as she said, that they would be able to do life together, not parallel, that you would make their marriage strong, that you would make their bond strong, and that you would let that light shine all over this place, Lord. I pray that their testimony this morning, that they would be overcomers through it. But not only that, that the people who sitting here in this room, that all of us can learn something through it, can be encouraged through it. Um, And just to be real about it, Lord, because we know that if we surrender whatever it is that we're dealing with to you, that you are faithful and just and able to take care of it. So we just thank you for that. Thank you that they're being baptized today along with this 13, 14 other people. God, we just praise you for that. And we ask all of these things in your precious holy name. Amen.